And then, oh, welcome back. <laughs> no, no, nope. <laughs> we really need to come up with an intro because every time we start recording, I'm like, oh, no. Oh, crap. What and do then, I do? Then we get that sort of SpongeBob thing that you just did. I mean, I like it. <laughs> when you said that, I pictured SpongeBob in it. With his tongue. The Bob magic toy. conch shell. The magic conch shell. No, 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 no. Oh, Sorry. before we, before we... BB begin. Mm. I forgot. I forgot to ask Kindred, is your fan on? Girl, when I was testing my levels, it was. <laughs> and then I was like, "What's up, background noise?" And then I turned it off. So. All right, so we should be good. We're okay. Good. So this week, dear listeners, dear friends, what's this podcast? You didn't introduce the podcast. This week, this podcast is called. <laughs> Come at me, an extremely important podcast. I'm Riley. I'm here with Kindred, metaphorically Hi. speaking. Oh, metaphorically. Aw. I have I have a thought this week I'm gonna share about okay. our about our name. I think we chose a bad name for this podcast <laughs> and I'm regretting it. And I feel like what we should have done is what those really strange couples do where they have a baby and then they let it like age name for itself? a while. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my God. One, I think that that's a terrible choice for anyone to do to their baby, because come on, guys. But two, I think that's a great idea for a podcast. It's, but not, it's literally too late now. But but it's but it's also too late for a podcast, because you have to come up with a domain and all of this stuff. You can't... I mean, I guess we could have just, like, started recording episodes in advance and let it develop yeah. naturally, but... Well, well what, would, what would you Go call ahead. it? What would you call I, it? I don't know. I just, when we started, when we came up with the idea for this, I thought we'd be fighting a lot more and all we actually do is go, yeah, right? I know, right? <laughs> so maybe I'd call it like, I know, right? Something like I'm, that. You're so right. I completely agree with you. <laughs> but it's okay. Here we are and it's all yeah. good. Yeah. Anyways, um, now I've, that's out of the way. It is, but I've got an important announcement for our listeners all right. We've been telling them for weeks to set us up a Twitter and an email, and they haven't done it yet. So today, when I was at work, with the help In of Riley, quotation marks, I was at work, but I was doing jack shit. Um, with the help of Riley via text, I set up an email and a Twitter, and those are as follows. The email is extremelyimportantquestions at gmail.com. And um, then the Twitter is... Oh crap! Our handle is X Important Pod, so <laughs> it looks good on screen. Mm-hmm. It looks good on screen, you guys, and I know that you're doubting me right now. Okay, so it's at E X Important P O D. That's right. And for the most part, Kindred will be running this Twitter because I. I have tried and failed many times to understand that platform. So Kinder will be running the Twitter unless mm-hmm. there's like some something directed towards me, like or like if I have like a sex scandal that I need to apologize <laughs> for, then I'll use the Twitter <laughs> for that. Well, I mean, it's, that's what the platform is for. Um, and if we, if you guys are like, hey, I hate Twitter, and then we need to do an Instagram, um, which Riley pointed out is purely photos, and I don't really understand Instagram, but I understand Twitter. Riley can run an Instagram, and I'll run the Twitter. Like if it gets to that point, you guys let us know. Let us know on our Twitter, which you can do now, or email us. We will check the email frequently. Send fan mail there, please, <laughs> please. for the love of God. Yeah. We would love it. That would be amazing. I mean, um, anything. Yeah. Anything. We'll read it on air. Um, I have one more thing to, to say before we get started. Um, Four last minutes week... in. Great <laughs> intro. <laughs> hey, we got to have an intro. That's right. <laughs> okay. Last week, we talked about Honeydew Wilkins, and I said that I was going to ask my brother Bennett, how he found Honeydew Wilkins. I was hoping you would say something. And I remembered to ask him, and it's not that interesting, but I'm going to read his text anyway. He says, in ninth or 10th grade, his video, sorry, you're still not on the list, came up in my suggested videos. I don't have any idea why. And then I just watched all his stuff because I liked it. And I was like, hmm. yeah, isn't that's that? That's really, I mean, that's how any of us find anything on YouTube, really. Oh, Definitely. Well, that's awesome. With that, with this information, all of that boring logistical crap that we just got over. Mm-hmm. Um, this week, I don't know if you guys <laughs> know this, but it's Halloween. It's October, and we're loving it more than ever. I think Riley's loving it more than anyone. I'm loving it more than anyone. I have purchased several Halloween-themed clothing items, which I've been wearing to my job and getting a lot of 
compliments from. Mm -hmm. It's been great. Oh, yeah. Anyways. So excited. So to celebrate, oh yeah, to celebrate Halloween, the third week of the podcast, if you haven't caught on by now, me and Kindred will watch something new together. Mm-hmm. So since it's Halloween, in honor of Rocky Horror indirectly, yes. uh, we did a double feature. So we watched two movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I'm talking really weird. That's, all, that's okay. I Just mean, I didn't, put that I didn't notice, but <laughs> here we I are. I might be sick. If anyone is detecting a weirdness in my <laughs> voice, maybe I'm sick. Anyways. We'd watch two movies. We hoped mm-hmm. one would be good, and we hoped one would be bad mm-hmm. as, like, a A and B movie thing. Yeah. So we watched... The first movie we watched was called They Look Like People. It's on Netflix. Um, streaming on Netflix. Streaming on Netflix. Came out maybe in 2014. Yeah. I don't remember. It was about there. And then we watched another one called The Curse of Sleeping Beauty, <laughs> also streaming on Netflix. <laughs> Kendra's already giggling. <laughs> um... You might have you might have guessed which one was the good one, which one was the bad one. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just um, which one should we talk about first? Um, let's talk. Let's briefly because mm-hmm. we're bad at that whole oh. briefly thing. Oh, we are. I didn't know. Strap notice. in, <laughs> strap in. This is going to be a long podcast. Yeah. Um, briefly, let's describe the plot of each. Um, spoiler alerts. Obviously, we're not trying to avoid that at all. But like, so. Yeah, uh, yeah, actually, if you have any interest in, like, a pretty good horror movie, and go watch They Look Like People, and don't yeah, let like, it for you. actually stop listening and go watch that before you watch this, because we will ruin the ending, because yeah. we need to talk about yeah. it. Oh, I need to pull up my notes. I forgot that I took oh, notes. Oh, um, well, while you're taking notes, um, well, do you want to explain the plot of this one, and I'll explain the plot of the crappy one? Yeah. Okay. Um, let me get my notes up, because okay. I'm... It's been, what, two days? So I don't remember a damn thing. Oh, and girl, I have some fun facts about this movie, just so oh, you know. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay, let's see. Hold on, everyone. Word is opening. For some reason, that takes ten minutes. Um, I'll try to remember just from my brain. So okay. they look like people... Mm-hmm. I don't remember how it starts off, but... Um, I think it's... There's an... He's, like, Go on ahead. the... He's listening to his headphones at work. Oh, right. Okay. So it starts off, we're basically looking at two main characters here. We've got um, Wyatt Goodwin, Aww. Uh, Aww. who's a real sweet guy with a cute facial hair and a nice nose. A very nice nose. And then there's Christian something, mm-hmm. who is his friend that he grew up with, who lives in New York, mm-hmm. and he's he's real sweet, and he it starts off with him listening to this weird like motivational tape in his ears, and I don't need to go into that big of detail right now. Right. Anyways, what happens is... I don't know how, but Wyatt somehow is visiting Christian in New York and ends up, Christian ends up inviting him on this date with him Mm -hmm. because he's a good friend and he doesn't want to leave him. And he can also tell that like Wyatt's going through some stuff. Mm -hmm. So he invites him on this date with him. They go on a date. Um, It doesn't go very well. Mm -hmm. There's this girl, Mara, who is very sweet and is almost always has her hair in a ponytail. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And then there's this girl, Sandy, who's a bitch, but she doesn't really matter. I, one, am just really impressed you remember the girls' names. I also am. Okay. Thank you very much. <laughs> so they're on this date, and it's not going great because it starts off, I guess they don't even go on the date. They start going to the mm-hmm. date, and they get a phone call that Sandy has fallen or something. And she can't get up. And she can't get up. <laughs> so they take <laughs> they take her to the hospital. da 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 da, da. Mm-hmm. Not a lot going on, honestly. At some point soon, I don't remember how or why, Wyatt is looking at Christian's pictures. Uh-huh. And he sees a picture of Christian with someone else. Um, and that person's face is, like, freakishly distorted and weird and, like, hollowed out mm-hmm. and just strange. And we start to get this inkling that Wyatt is maybe having some issues. Maybe. So it, they go back to the apartment. Um, Wyatt is staying with Christian. Again, we don't know why. Mm-hmm. Or at least I don't. Maybe they yeah. actually revealed that, and I'm bad at watching movies, I, which I don't is think they did. possible. Okay, so they're sleeping in the apartment, and then Wyatt, I don't. I think he gets a call in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. So he goes down to the basement, and he's taking this call, and this is where the movie gets, like, a little freaky. Yeah. The person on the other end of the phone, their voice is all distorted, and they're basically like, I don't know exactly what they say, obviously, but they say something about how the people around you are being like uh what's the word like invaded Mm -hmm. by these demons for lack of a better word monsters i think is the word they use i think they use demon at the end okay 
So these people around you are being like invaded by these monsters slash demons, but they still look like normal people, and you won't know that this is happening. Like you can't, you won't be able to tell who's good and who's not until this battle happens, mm-hmm. basically. And the guy on the phone conveniently tells him um, that Christian is not evil. Christian is still good. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, so the the series of the movie basically goes on that Wyatt is doing his best to, like, keep his shit together. Mm-hmm. The guy... Ugh, missed a part. That's okay. An important part. <laughs> the guy on the phone... <laughs> the guy on the phone tells Wyatt that Christian is still good, but Wyatt needs to, like, get the hell out of there, basically, because, like, it's not going to be long before Christian's not good anymore, and mm-hmm. he just basically needs to save himself. He's the chosen one, blah, 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 all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I need to make it clear that this is not cheesy. Like, the movie does not make this cheesy at all. Yeah. Like, it doesn't make it like, you're the chosen one, you will save us all. It's more like you somehow are spared from this, Mm -hmm. and you need to get out, or, like, shit's gonna go down. Right. So the movie goes on, Wyatt, or Christian, has this fling with Mara, Mm -hmm. um... He ends up getting fired from his job, and it's really sad. He, like, drops all these cards that he's been carrying around yeah. with, like, motivational stuff on it. That's, I was, like, like, really genuinely moved. I was like, oh. Yeah, and the, the main thing, I mean, I guess we'll get into this later, but the main thing is that Wyatt and Christian are so likable yeah. and, like, sweet and just mm-hmm. really good friends. And they, they kind of show that in, like, a cheesy way, but it works. Yeah. Like, it doesn't, you're not like, oh, please. It's really, really sweet. Yeah. Um, so the whole movie goes on with Wyatt trying his best to figure out like how to save Christian instead mm-hmm. of just leaving him. He wants to save Christian. He loves him. He's his best friend and he's been really, really sweet to him. Right. Um, Wyatt, at some point Mara is over and they're drinking, I think. Mm-hmm. And then Christian is going to go get some more alcohol. There's a weird thing with alcohol going on too. So Christian's going to go leave to get alcohol. Wyatt gets left alone with Mara. At, at, earlier on in the movie, Wyatt gets this phone call and the voice sounds exactly like Mara's. Mm-hmm. One of his, like, freaky phone calls. So he kind of questions her. He's like, I got this call, but I didn't know the number. Do you know anything about that? And she's like, why would like why would I know about that? It's not Sandy, if that's what you're implying. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, I just, you know, do you know anything about that? And then he's like, come with me. Oh. And he takes her to the, to his, like, basement where he's been preparing for this battle, and he has all this acid that he's bought. Yeah. Another voice told him that acid will kill these people. And he has all these weapons and stuff. And Mara uh, gets freaked out, and he's like, hey, I heard your phone call. It's okay. We can talk here. No one can hear us. And she's like, what the fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. And he's, it's really sad because he's just like trying to like listen to these voices mm-hmm. that he believes are real. And she's just trying to like not get raped or killed. <laughs> and so you feel like you feel for both of them in this scenario. And he's just like being crazy and sad and sweet. And she's like getting really scared. So she knows like jujitsu or something. And yeah. she, she gets out of there. Um, relatively freaked out. Oh, definitely. So this is basically... I'm getting things smushed together, but Christian comes home, Mara's gone, he's like, what the fuck happened? Um, But Christian, throughout this whole thing, is on Wyatt's side and is really sweet to Wyatt, like, no matter what. Like, he hears Wyatt's crazy shit, and he's kind of like, okay, you're going through some stuff. Mm -hmm. And Christian later on reveals that he had tried to kill, kill himself at one point. Right. So you know that Christian kind of knows what it's like to have a hard time in your head. Right. And there's parts where he's, like, Googling, like, how to help a friend who's struggling. No. Like, things like, like, really yeah. sweet stuff throughout the whole thing. Um, anyways, I'm trying to make this short, and it's not That's okay. <laughs> Basically, what happens is, so Christian gets fired. He starts going through some shit. Show, show, show. Show, Wyatt is trying to help Christian be okay help the people he cares about be okay so he can get the fuck out of there mm-hmm. um and he's also he kind of reveals to christian at one point his like craziness and then he's trying to pretend that he's over it and all this other stuff is going on so what ends up happening is Wyatt goes to mara to apologize for christian and while he's talking to her he she like hits him in the nose somehow because he's being like threatening and she's like i'm gonna hurt you i need you to back off and he doesn't so she hurts him mm-hmm. But Mara's really nice, so she takes him, and she's helping him with his bloody nose. And while they're sitting in this weird room, Mara, like, he can see that she's become evil, basically. He can see mm-hmm. that she's, like, infected or whatever. Yeah. Her her eyes turn black and all this other stuff. Yeah, it's, and it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an effective uh, visual. It was yeah, it's creepy. not 
they do a really good job at not being cheesy yeah. also. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like she all of a sudden had horns or something. <laughs> oh, oh, if only. You know? Mm-hmm. And so Wyatt starts freaking out because he thinks, well, if Mara is infected, then Christian might be too mm-hmm. at this point. So he decides that he is going to hurry and get Christian out of the city, like, while he still can. Mm-hmm. So he somehow gets a car it's heavily implied that he maybe killed someone for it but that's not ever like explicit right he 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 got this car that's filled with someone else's stuff and they're not around and we don't know how yeah and there's like a screwdriver in the uh ignition and etc so he brings christian out and christian at this point he's basically just drinking all the time he's having a really hard time dealing with the loss of his job and he, his fiance had left him earlier. Like, all this stuff is happening. Mm-hmm. He's having, it's all convulging, and Christian's having a hard time. So, Wyatt comes in to Christian is basically like, we need to go. Shit's going to get down. But he's, he actually, he doesn't. Because the way he does it is trying to, like, make it normal. I think he says, like, let's go to a cabin. Let's just get out of here. Right. And Christian's like, okay, what's going on? And then Christian is smart. And so he says, hey, man, I know that you believe this thing, and I'm just going to do whatever you want me to do. Mm-hmm. He's like, don't fuck with me and he's like no i'm serious so we'll do whatever you want mm-hmm. so christian is gonna play along he's just gonna do whatever wyatt wants because he's a really good guy and he also kind of has nothing to lose at this point mm-hmm. so they run out to the car and wyatt's standing there and christian's like where the fuck did you get this car and then we hear three claps of thunder which in one of the phone calls the person told wyatt if there's three claps of three claps of thunder you'll know the battle has begun Ooh. So Wyatt's like, oh, shit. (laughs) And, again, I want to emphasize at this point that we're right there with him. Mm -hmm. Like, the way that they did this, we are like, oh, no, oh, my God. This is actually real. Holy shit. So Wyatt panics and is like, "Let we got to go inside right now. Like, I don't know what else to do. We just got to go. So they run inside. They, like, put these hazmat suits on. They're in the basement with the acid and all this stuff. Um And Christian, I can't remember what he does, but Wyatt suddenly is like, like he's infected. Mm -hmm. Like he decides. And Christian can like see that. Mm -hmm. So Christian says, tie me up. And Wyatt is like, why would you let me do that? And he's like, because I'm trusting you and I'm going to let, like, let you do what you got to do, basically. Mm -hmm. To make yourself feel better. Exactly. Christian also is drunk. I should mention that. Oh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> sure. Um, so that plays in. He's been, like, just drinking this whole time. So, anyways, he ties him up to this chair. He says, I got to put this bag over your head because you might infect me through your eyes. I got to put the sock in your mouth because you might infect me through your voice. Mm-hmm. So he, like, stuffs a sock in his mouth, puts a bag over his head. And Christian keeps singing this song. They've been singing the whole movie. And Wyatt's like, you have to shut up. Like, please shut up. You have to shut up. So all of a sudden, okay. <laughs> if you're still listening and you're interested in this movie at all and you haven't seen it, stop listening right now because this is the end. This, this is the big reveal. Blah, crazy. blah, blah. So all of a sudden, the lights switch off and they start flashing, you know, mm-hmm. all like creepy, but like really effectively it, scary. Yeah, definitely. Um, the lights like flicker enough that you can see Christian, had, his head had fallen because he fell asleep. He's mm-hmm. been sitting here for so long. His head had fallen. All of a sudden, his head starts moving a little bit and coming up. And we see it like it's not a human mm-hmm. motion. It's mm-hmm. really freaky. And Wyatt is freaking out. Mm-hmm. He knocks over a bottle of acid, and there's this all this like acid fog filling the room, you know. Mm-hmm. And he walks over to Christian, and Christian's like writhing around. He spits out the sock somehow. It's covered in blood and like goo. There's this, like, weird black stuff seeping from the paper bag from the bottom of it. And the bag starts to move in these ways that it looks like he's being ripped in half, like, being torn apart Mm -hmm. in two directions. And Wyatt's just watching this bag, holding a bottle of the acid above Mm -hmm. the bag, waiting, just waiting for this bag to rip open Mm -hmm. and to pour acid all over his friend, you know, because he's just, like, he's convinced. And instead, instead, he drops the acid. He pulls the bag off of his head, and it's just Christian there, just normal Christian Mm -hmm. with a sock in his mouth, completely human, and we realize what has happened now Mm -hmm. is that Wyatt is just a really sweet guy 
with some mental mm-hmm. illness. Very And Christian. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. He's just crazy. And Christian is just a really fucking good friend <laughs> who helped his friend realize <coughs> that he was just hallucinating this whole time. And it's, but it's so, like, mortifying, that last scene, because yeah. cause you think that... I mean, <clears throat> I thought, honestly, that he was going to pour the sulfuric acid on him, but it was going to just be Christian, and I was just, like, mortified. Yeah. I thought I thought that, like, either, yeah, he's, like, a real monster, and mm-hmm. there's going to be this big reveal. They pull it off, and it's, like, horrifying, mm-hmm. you know? And then, like, Wyatt gets killed. Yeah. Or he pours the acid anyways and just kills his friend, and there's this big reveal of his friend just being, like, melted. Right. Either way. It's and bad. it was, like, I was telling Kindred at the end, I was, like, it's so fun that, like, the twist, this, like, big twist mm-hmm. at the end, it was completely unexpected because it was, like, a happy ending. Yeah. Like, I completely did not expect mm. that it would just be, like... Like, they literally, like, hug, and that's the end. It and it sounds so, so cheesy, nice. me saying it. Well, I mean... Uh, like, and I can... Uh, you gotta watch it. Yeah, definitely. And the thing about the ending that I think is really great, because um, the description on Netflix, it says something like... Um, a man receives some creepy phone calls and is led to believe that, you know, people aren't who they say they are. Okay? So, like... And he has to he has to choose to save himself or his friend. Right. And so, that's basically it. Um, but before Riley and I watched it, we watched it at the same time, because we live in a couple... We live in different states, so we texted while we watched it. But, uh, Riley had to take a moment to clean up her dog's poop. Is <laughs> yes, that did. TMI? I'm so sorry. No, that's fine. I have horrible children that I love dearly. <laughs> oh, they're the best dogs. Um, no, and so I took a moment to write down what I thought the plot was going to be because I genuinely thought it was going to be just a very like straightforward and contrived um, typical horror movie, you know, that you watch on Netflix. As did I, but I thought I I hoped it would be good because it had good reviews and stuff. Right. But I thought it would just be like a horror movie. I mean, yeah, but I thought the ending would be very uh, stereotypical, where we find out that Wyatt isn't crazy and that there are actually aliens. You know? Right. And, like, I thought that was the ending I was almost positive was going to happen. Because that's what, mm-hmm. that's usually what the twist is, is that you think they're crazy, and then they're not. But this one right. is, you think he's crazy, and he is. And it was, and it's a good twist. But, but and mm. the way they did it was not, like, I mean, this is a stupid, like, comparison, mm-hmm. but it's all that came to my mind is, like, um, the Dark Knight Joker, where Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, look at his mouth twitching, and he's so crazy, you know? Like, look at his eyes, blah, blah, blah. Like, it was such a relatable crazy, (laughs) where, like, he's just genuinely this, like, really sweet guy Mm -hmm. who's trying to, you know, like, save his friend and also not die. The way he, both of, all of the characters, except Sandy, who was obviously just supposed to be, like, a bitchy girl. yeah. But all the characters were really, really genuinely likable, mm-hmm. and they just seemed like good people. And I think that that's what made this movie so good, mm-hmm. is that you just are, like, you're pulling for all of them, but you also are just, like, so confused. And I, I think, like, the biggest theme from this mm-hmm. is, like, how do we deal, how do we deal, <laughs> deal? That's a Linda. That's a Linda people. accent. <laughs> I know. Yes, it is. How do we deal with people that we love, that we care about, Mm -hmm. who are struggling with mental illness. Yeah. Like, how do you be there for them, even in, like, scary times for them and for you? Right. And I think, like, Sandy is the example of how not to be, Mm because she was just like, you're fucking crazy. Stay away from me and my friends, or I will fucking kill you. Right. And then Christian is on the other side where he's like, I know that you think this is real, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to do whatever I can do to help you, you know? like. No, it's very sweet. Well, I think it was very. Sweet. I think um, another reason the characters I really liked the characters was they didn't try and force a backstory on you. Like Mm-mm. it wasn't just you know that writing where they're like, "Don't you remember when we were in eighth grade and that man got hit by a car and we were traumatized?" Right. You know, it was like we were gleaning information just from like context clues, and I like that and. Yeah. I think that can go wrong sometimes, but this movie did it really right, and it wasn't just... Yeah. It was just... It was like we were looking at just this slice. It wasn't a big, giant story they were trying to tell. This was the story they were telling, and it was effective. And I think the part where that, like, could have been really cheesy mm-hmm. is when they're... Um, so they're sitting on the couch, and they're like, remember when we used to... What do they call it? I don't remember. Remember when we used to... Oh, yeah. What was it? Blob? Yeah. 
that's what it was. Remember when we used to blob and we're like, what? And then they keep talking and then later they start just like running into each other with like sleeping bags uh-huh. or something. Uh-huh. And then they have like a sock war and then they like do all this shit yeah. and it, they like slowly reveal like how long they've been friends mm-hmm. and how good of friends they really are. And it's like really sweet yeah. and cute. But it's not cheesy. No, it's not. It's which I think is what mo- usually happens. Right. Where you're like, oh yeah, wow, we're such great friends. Right. No, they found it, they found a really convincing like, just like right straight down the middle of the road, where it wasn't yeah. too cheesy and it wasn't like underwritten. It was just you liked the characters and that was enough. And mm-hmm. I, yeah, it, you could tell that whoever wrote this, um, they they enjoyed writing it. <laughs> You know, like yeah, it felt like yeah, a it, passion it, it project. It had love almost. in it. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. I agree. Um, I, which is a uh, completely opposite of <laughs> the Curse of Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. Do we want to talk about that, or do we want to kind of get all it out about this one and then talk about that and then compare them? What do you think, girl? I will say whatever you want me to say. <laughs> okay, that's weird, <laughs> but all right. Um, I, I don't. I'm looking through my notes, uh-huh. and there's one thing I want to bring up. That we haven't talked about. I just heard you like take a sip. Yeah, I'm sorry. It was the dregs of my green tea. Now it's It's gone. (laughs) So, um, I want to talk about the monsters Mm -hmm. specifically. Okay. So, so Wyatt. Okay, where should I begin? Wyatt, there's a part where he's like preparing to battle these monsters, basically, Mm -hmm. and he has a nail gun. Oh. Oh yeah, and he goes he goes to the roof and he's holding this nail gun and first he puts it in his mouth and we're like no 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 no, no, no please no oh god, and then he puts it to his hand mm-hmm. in this very like, I said like Christ like mm-hmm. thing which it is a nail in a hand you can't like no get past that imagery if you say it's and not Christ like you're wrong <laughs> right and like the chosen one word like wording and all mm-hmm. this stuff like he kind of sees himself as like that it seems mm-hmm. or whatever, and then. He walks over to the ledge and starts pointing it at people on the road. Oh. Well, and he had, he had taken out a spring so that it didn't have to be pressed up against anything to launch the nail. So it was basically like an right. actual weapon at this point. And we're just freaking uh-huh. out. And I, I started to think about how, to us, those are just like literally innocent bystanders walking down, to, down the street. Mm-hmm. But to Wyatt, these are like evil people. Yeah. Like monsters, you know? So mm-hmm. it's like, I mean, he, he doesn't shoot them. Right. He doesn't, like, hurt anyone in this whole movie mm-hmm. other than maybe the person he stole the car from. But, like, Wyatt's, he, he is, like, actually kind of dangerous yeah. in his in his state of thinking, even though he's a sweetheart, like, clearly right. a really sweet guy. Um, and I think it's interesting. So the person on the phone who doesn't exist mm-hmm. makes a point to tell Wyatt, like, don't worry, Christian is still safe. Mm-hmm. And later on, Mara turns evil, and it's after she, like, treats him not okay. Mm -hmm. So I think there's this thing with Wyatt where he's trying to figure out who's on his side, Mm -hmm. like, who has his back. And the people that, like, don't seem safe to him become monsters. Oh, interesting. And so I think, like, Christian stays safe until the end. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. That's what I was just thinking about that. Because Mara, he really likes and seems safe with, and he thinks she's this person on the phone for a while, because he first right. meets her, and she's really sweet, and they hang out, and they have a good time, and he, then she calls him, mm-hmm. in quotation marks, in his head. But then after she gets scared of him and is mean to him, mm-hmm. she becomes a monster to him. Um, yeah, that's, that's interesting. Do you think, is there any actual, like, um... Is there any actual, like, Christian allegory here that is worth it to the story? Like, just him being, like, a Christ figure, do you think that... Do you think that that was more intentional than just him being delusional? Because, like... Hmm. Like, is... Like, I don't know. I'm not good with the Bible. But, um, with him, like, discerning who's on his side, which I think that's a really great theory, and I like that a lot... Like, is, mm-hmm. does that have some sort of, like, biblical context? And then the one guy's name is Christian, which is very obvious. Right. But I don't know. Like, well, I couldn't decide. I think um, I, have, I have two thoughts about okay. that. One thought is that Christianity is just so interwoven into, like, American culture mm-hmm. um, that it... it that I think that story of, like, a chosen one, a savior... Mm-hmm. 
like comes into play a lot. Yeah. Um, more just a part of like our mythology than anything else. Okay. Um, but also they'd make a direct point to be referencing like Bible shit when the people call. Right. But, but the other thing I'm thinking about is that, um, Christ, if, if he is a Christ figure, Mm -hmm. um, then he would be the one to die. Right. Not him trying to kill Christian. Right. And so, I mean, I guess that... I don't like this, and I think it's kind of cheapening the movie to say that, like, Christian's the Christ figure because he's the one who saves Wyatt oh my. by sacrificing himself. Yeah, because, and, oh, and he's, like, he's super loving, <laughs> like, unconditional. Yeah. That's interesting. And pretty, pretty selfless at uh-huh. the end and all those, like, Christ-like things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess, yeah, I would say if there is a Christ figure, it would it would be Christian. Christian. But I do think that, I don't think that's what they're going for. Yeah. I think the the biblical stuff on the calls and everything is more that that's just a part of like the, I can't find the word, but just the collective consciousness of like East or Western Eastern, Eastern culture, okay. like American. I don't know. Right. That's my, that's my thought about it. I don't think they're directly trying to do that, but I don't think it's an accident to have the, the parallels either. Right. That's not a good answer, but that's what I think. <laughs> no, it's fine. That's a good answer. Um, speaking of Christ, Christ figures, um, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell a quick little story right now. Um, I used to work for an attorney who did social security disability law. And was his name Jesus? I wish it was. No, it <laughs> wasn't, but that would have been great. Um, but he, I, I only worked part time and we were the only two people there. So like if I was in the office, he usually wasn't. And if he was in the office, I was. But mm. I came in one day and we crossed paths and he was just leaving and he was like, guess who I could, guess who I had come in here today? I was like, who? He's like, Jesus. And I was like, what are you, what are you talking about? And he said <laughs> that he had a guy come in because we were right next to the social security disability office and mm-hmm. he, and people came in asking questions all the time. And so the guy asked him, the guy came into the office and said, hi, um, I was wondering if I could get on social security disability uh, because I think I'm Jesus. And the attorney, oh, my, so like obviously I my, need social security. My attorney was like, "Well, <laughs> well, uh, you know, you're gonna you need you need to have like you know an extensive medical background proving that this is a diagnosis." And he was like, "I don't diagnosing you as Jesus." Yeah, and he was like, you know, whatever sort of mania or whatever it is. But the guy was like, the guy was like, "Oh, I don't I don't have that." He was like, "I just don't think I can keep my job at Olive Garden much longer without just like going up to a table oh and saying, hi, 'Hi, I'm Jesus.'" Okay. Do you think that that guy was serious? Oh, uh, you know, I didn't see him, but we got, we got the... But it seems like yeah, it. Yeah, there, the stuff I, the, um, I, and I am not trying to, like, mental illness shame, but, like, the things that people, when they are actually diagnosed with, you know, uh, yeah. those, like, very serious mental illnesses, they believe things. So, I mean, maybe, maybe not him, but, but I, no, I like to believe it. I like to think that he was at Olive Garden. <laughs> saying yeah, I'm Jesus. Jesus I am the Lord Jesus Christ reincarnated it's like oh. everything about that is amazing <laughs> yeah yeah um oh I wanted to tell you the guy who plays Wyatt in this movie and I actually mm-hmm. don't have as many fun facts on this movie as I do on the next one the next one has a fun fact that oh, I God. think you're gonna I cannot like I cannot like wait. I freaked out when I read it so if you don't freak out I'm gonna be like pissed but that's not okay. until the next movie. I'll do my best. Good. I'll tell you. I'll be like, and now? Freak out. No, okay. Freak out, yeah. So just this one. The guy who played Wyatt, um, he hasn't done much uh, like other like movie work, but he's a okay. voiceover actor who's read uh, over 300 like um, audiobooks, including like Michael oh Michael Crichton novels. <laughs> like I was going well, through Well, he has his... a nice voice. Yeah. Well, like, and a cute face. So really, I'm... <laughs> More he should be I in the movies. Like, he should be seen. But I think that's all the fun facts. They were. It was actually like pretty. When you go onto Wikipedia and even IMDb, there wasn't much. Mm-hmm. Um, there wasn't anything on Wikipedia on the actors. There was like a short page on the movie, and IMDb mm-hmm. didn't have much else besides you know they were like he does audiobooks and I was like oh, oh I'd listen to that. That's it. That's awesome. Um, okay, I have one last thing, okay. and then we'll move on to our other movie. Okay. So, one of the phone calls that he that Wyatt gets. This is at the end. Um, the guy on the other end says, 
that we do, quote unquote, so little to stop monsters. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on this, Kindred? Because I think, like, Wyatt isn't really doing anything to stop monsters either. He's just trying to leave. Mm -hmm. And then I don't, the thing that it made me think about is that, so Wyatt is having some issues Mm -hmm. and he is potentially harming people. Mm -hmm. He's holding uh, nail guns to people down at the street. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to go into detail because I don't think this is the place to talk about it, but um, there's been some things happening in America lately that are very Mm -hmm. unsavory and some would say done by monsters. Mm -hmm. And I think, like, why do you think that they included that line, that we do so little to stop monsters? Like, what, what can we do? What does that mean? Kindred. Oh, you have truly put me on the spot because I hadn't thought this much into this movie. Like, um... I don't know. And who it's the guy on the phone who tells Wyatt this. We do so little to stop monsters. Yeah. And I don't I don't know. I Yeah, really, I guess I I'm asking know. you cuz I don't know I either. That's say, the thing like, is it's like I could I could make some bullshit up, but I would have to think about this for the next couple days to come up with an answer that I felt uh good giving that didn't sound like complete garbage cuz it would sound like garbage right now. <laughs> okay, here's here's your assignment. Okay. Um Write me an essay. Oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I want it on my desk tomorrow morning by 7 a.m. Listen, uh, flights are really expensive out there, and it's a 31-hour car drive, so... You can ship it. Oh, 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 perfect. FedEx will get it there. No, I just thought that was an interesting point. I've been thinking about that. Like, what are they... What's... Is, is that it, the point of this? Is stopping monsters? Right. Who's the monster? Like, who even knows? I don't no, know. No, maybe that's... Anyways. Maybe that's a really good point, and I like that thought of... I like the thought of who is the monster and it being so yeah. ambiguous because we, because uh, Wyatt thinks that the, the people who aren't people like are everyone. the monsters. But, you know, right. if people watching the movie, we think that he's a monster, you know, to some extent. Yeah, right. Like, outwardly, he's he's the one who's probably doing the right. things. Right, but he thinks that he's saving people. And I think I'll, maybe maybe they're trying to point out, like, moral and ethical ambiguity in just life. Which is yeah. something I like to think about a lot because everything, uh, one of my, <laughs> the first time I ever ho- heard the quote, things aren't black and white is from Riley. And it's, huh. well, I'm going to tell this story just because it's one of my favorite. When we always talk about oh, church. No. no, you know the one. Okay. You know the one. Yeah, we got to insert church in <laughs> we here have somewhere. To, we have to worm in the church. We were at Mutual, which is, I think we've talked about it before. It's just like teens getting together Youth on group. weeknights. <laughs> Youth group. <laughs> Youth group. Okay, there you go more bible friendly more christian friendly um and we were probably only like 13 or 14 or maybe 15 at this point and we had a leader and she had very long thick hair down to her waist and that's all you need to know and that's all you need to know about her (laughs) um but she told riley um everything is black and white and or she said something to prompt oh well here i'll tell you okay good i'm glad you remember a kid said, hey, I saw two boys kissing. Are they going to hell? And he said it very, like, sarcastically. Like, he was being a little dick about uh-huh. it. And she goes, well, the Bible says choose who you serve. I mean, everything's black and white. And I was like, uh-huh, excuse me? <laughs> Take it from And there. then Riley was like, everything is not black and white. And I remember them kind of, like, not getting in a fight. But, like, I remember not even ever having that thought because I, I don't know, maybe I'd never heard the phrase black and white before, but I had just, I, I like to think that I didn't think in, like, binary before, but I probably yeah, did. Yeah, well, it's because it's crazy that, like, I don't know. There's, it's no such thing. No, it's just, like, everything is good or everything is bad, right. and that's just how it and is. That, it's like, no. Maybe that's the moral of this movie, which if it is, if that's what the writers were intending, I really like. Like, I think that that's a good message because it causes yeah. you... If people actually thought about right. it, like, you want to think about how other people are feeling, which is something that I like, don't think we do. Would Wyatt pass a background check? Absolutely not, right. you know? Right. But we come to love him in the movie, and, like, I mean, the same thing with Christian. Yeah. Like, uh, same thing with everything, every character is... Right. Yeah, it is. It's good. It was good. I liked yeah. it. Should we give our thumbs, or are we waiting till the end? Um, heck, let's give them now, so we just, like, it's fresh on our mind. Riley? Okay, Honestly, I'm not trying to be, like, hyper- hyperbolic, mm-hmm. but I would give this nine thumbs. I really enjoyed mm-hmm. it. 
I was surprised. I was happy. I was sad. I was scared. I was confused. As like a horror movie, no. No. Don't think of it like that. But just like as a movie movie, I really enjoyed it. I would give it nine thumbs. Very impressive. This might be the first time we disagree (laughs) on something. Amazing. Truly living up to our name of fighting. Um, Yeah, let's fight about it. Let's fight about it. I think, I, I enjoyed this movie, and I think that, like, talking about it now, I'm thinking more fondly about it than I did right after it ended. Like, mm-hmm. I I think I had very just, like, lukewarm feelings. I liked the characters, but, like, the movie was underwhelming to me. Um, so if I would have had to give it a rating, like, a couple days ago when we watched it, I would have probably given it just five. Like, just right down the middle. Mm-hmm. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. Now I'd probably give it, like, a six and a half, and... Only because this is a movie that if we weren't doing this podcast, I would have watched it and probably forgotten about. And I think that's fair. And, like, now I'll remember it because, well, it's going to be taped. So, like, so, uh, yeah. I know I watched it. But I think... No, I think that's fair. Yeah, but I think it's worth watching. Like, it's not one that I think don't don't watch. Like, yeah, watch it. It's just... Yeah, it's good. It's good. But yeah. there are things that I've seen I that like- I like more. <laughs> I feel like I need to defend my nine thumbs now, no, that's but I okay. don't. I just you don't. I liked it surprised me, mm-hmm. which I think is a big deal to me. Yeah. And I've I've been thinking about it. So for me it wasn't forgettable. So for me. For me? Good. For me? Nine thumbs. Perfect. Well that's good, because <laughs> this next movie is gonna be one. Now let's move show. on to a good old zero thumb movie. There's zero. Alright, guys. So when we were planning this, um, we I we were like let's do two contrasting movies, so we picked one that we thought would mm-hmm. be good, which was Riley's. She picked that one, mm-hmm. and I picked one to contrast it, and it was The Curse of Sleeping Beauty. And oh my and, lord! Oh my god! Never have you seen such a boring movie that was so uninteresting and just pointless. So boring. That's the thing that was like really horrible. Is that <laughs> this? I wanted it to be like gross yeah. and crazy and like ridiculous, yeah. and instead it was just like boring, boring as hell, like the whole time, and it makes no sense. But I think I have some reasons for that in doing my research. So awesome. Do you want to give a synopsis and try I... not to do it for as long as I did? Yeah, I'll try. I'll try and go, but like I cannot make any promises, but I I will try. Okay. So the Curse of Sleeping Beauty. There's this guy, and he's just generic white guy. He's got brown hair. He, he, like, wears a leather jacket with a hood underneath. Yeah, like, he's super generic. Um, he's just a white guy. And he's not nearly as cute as either of the guys, and they look like people. Now, that said. Um, wait, let me just start over. A couple <laughs> weeks ago, on one of our podcast episodes, we told you guys to watch a YouTube video called The Dreamer Awakens. Is that what it's called? Oh, yes. Oh, my God. It's a, it's a 10... Did we re- I don't remember that, oh, but I'm glad that we just told we did. about that. Go on YouTube right now. Just search The Dreamer Awakens. You will know it when you see it. It's got, like, 700 views. Um, and watch it. It's, like, 10 minutes. It's by a guy named Tim Wood, I believe. Tim Wood. And it is the best 10 minutes you'll ever spend. Like, it's so bad. You'll love it. Anyway. So, this movie opens the same way that this... That stupid, stupid YouTube video opens. The guy is having a dream of Sleeping Beauty. He's in the middle of a desert, and she's laying on a bed with, like, some Egyptian, like, accoutrement around her. Oh, my God. Okay? Yeah. And so he goes in to kiss her, but he can't, and he wakes up. And he wakes up in a room, and he, like, hits his alarm clock, at which point I text Wait. him, what? Yeah, you have to explain that the disorienting, like, camera oh. blur thing that they do over and <laughs> over and over and over again. Just imagine really terrible camera work when he yeah. is dreaming. Yes, it's throughout the whole movie. Just throughout the whole movie. Um, and so this guy rolls over, hits his alarm clock, and he, we see him in a room and he's an artist. He's painting because of course he's an artist. (laughs) So he dreams about the sleeping beauty. And then, um, he, there's some guy in his apartment who kids with him and he's like, why are you, I hate being your maid. And he's like, I just can't do work anymore after I blah, blah, blah. So some sob story. At some point, and I do not remember because this is how important the movie is to me, he gets some sort of notification that his great uncle or just his uncle died, leaving him a mansion. It's like I think he gets a voicemail. It's probably something so stupid like, like that. Come to our office. <laughs> Your uncle died. I think it is, and they're like, we need to go over the details of the will. So he goes to the yeah. attorney's office, which is, and it's just like really dank, and like it's this woman, and she's giving him no attention, like paying him no attention. And it's really funny because she called him for a meeting. And I told Riley, I was like, that's not how attorneys work. <laughs> like, they set aside time. If you have a meeting, like, you have a meeting. Anyway, but 
Um, she's like, you've got a house and it's pretty dilapidated as the people died there. And then she's like, you're going to need to get it inspected and you can sell it. And I don't know how much it's worth because it's been years and it's been in your family for so long. So he get, he uh, doesn't get the keys apparently. And he goes up to the house in the mountains at night. <laughs> he goes up at night. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. He didn't get the keys. He, Cause there's a line like 15 minutes later where they're like, I'll give you the keys. And they're already in the house. Yeah. Okay. So he goes up to the house and this, and it's dark outside for no reason. He could have gone the next day. He goes up to the house and he breaks in. He opens up the door and we see a bunch of like angel statues and um, mannequin parts just kind of strewn about. And it's a really messy kind of old house. And it's a mansion, quote unquote. We see like three rooms. So that's how much you, Mm -hmm. they did not shoot on location. Um, there's a po- there's a part where he's about to go down into the basement and there's a doorway behind him and we see a figure walk behind him and we Riley and I watched this one together too and she texted me and she's like well that fell flat and I received that text as it was happening we were off a couple seconds and um, I didn't even notice like there was no jump scare noise there was nothing it was they, so they, boring. Like- did some music to make sure you saw it, but it was, like, somehow the least scary thing I, ever. And usually right? that, that stuff will, like, make me jump at yeah. least. And it was just like, huh, there's somebody oh, there. Oh, okay. weird. So he kind of explores the house. There's some creepy stuff uh, to all to be expected. And then he goes into the dining room, at which point, oh, he goes downstairs, is looking, uh, trying to, uh, like, he's looking at stuff. And then he hears, like, someone upstairs, and there he sees, like, a light through the basement door. So he goes upstairs and, um, you know, you think it's that figure that you saw earlier, but it's not. It's just some lady, some blonde lady. I don't... Re- a realtor. A realtor. Is that what she was? Named Linda. Oh. Later, it's revealed, is not a realtor at all. Oh, fun twist. At this point, they're standing in a dining room with, like, mannequin heads on plates. And I was like, are you kidding me? Who did this set dressing? And Riley was like, is this a porn and it was the dialogue i cannot like express to you how terrible it is she was like oh you have a house people died here oh and he's like oh i am sad that people died here Mm -hmm. freaky (laughs) how weird and i they were talking about something and i was like i told riley i was like this this dialogue brought to you by wikipedia it was like they were reading off oh because he has sleep paralysis that's what it is that's when he was seeing his therapist oh which is at the top of the movie which is just blah 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 blah. we never see the therapist again so it's pointless she literally like reads a wikipedia article about sleep paralysis and he's like yeah okay yep and then we never see the therapist again so, anyway, he talks to this realtor, and um, they don't fuck on the dining room table. <laughs> That's not... Surprisingly, yeah. Surprisingly, they don't fuck on the dining room table. Um, Surprisingly, no one does the whole movie. It's not a porn, even though the lady looks like... I don't know, I don't watch porn, but looks like a classic, like, pencil skirt, hair and a... Yeah. Hair pulled blonde back. Girl. Blonde girl. Like, blonde, blonde girl. girl number four. Exactly. Um, uh, I don't know what happens next. Somehow, he probably has another dream about Sleeping Beauty, and Sleeping Beauty wakes up at some point in his dream. Oh, yeah. And and then, and then she talks to him. Yeah. And she's got, like, this weird uh, bustier with this, it's terribly designed, her makeup's bad, everything is bad, and everything's bad. And she's got a British accent. And not intentionally. <laughs> not intentionally at all. Um, something happens, and he runs into the blonde girl. Oh, no, no. All right, so we see him leaning against a car, and the blonde girl, who I had to text Riley and say, have we seen this blonde girl before? It's the realtor. Um, she comes out, and he's like, sorry. What does he say to her? Do you remember that line? He's like, mm, he was something like, like, sorry we had to meet like this. Something that's yeah. like, what, like in front of her car? What are, yeah. you, what are was, you implying? It was so weird. And so then I think it, she reveals that her brother was one of the people who was killed at the mansion or whatever. Went when missing. The mansion. Went missing. Went missing. Okay, there you go. And then he, throw, he like, uh, throws, throws a fit. He gets, like, a fit of um, whatever he has that causes him. He can't be away <laughs> from the mansion, I think. Oh, yes. So they have like, to I jump in, his, in her car and go mm-hmm. back to the mansion. Uh-huh. 
or otherwise like he was gonna get ripped open let's let's take a moment to say if we're not explaining this well it's because the movie didn't explain it well yeah it's, it's incredibly because... confusing and like so jumbled a jumbled mess not in a uh-huh. good way that's a quote from kindred uh, it's, it's just so terrible. bad Okay, so I'm going to, like, kind of breeze through this last part because I genuinely don't remember the order. It doesn't make any sense either, so it doesn't matter. (laughs) No. The realtor, there's also a house inspector who was, like, appraising the house or something, or inspecting the house, whatever Billings is his name, I believe. Oh, my God, I cannot believe you remember that. Okay, so the blonde realtor- I don't know the main character's name. (laughs) I couldn't tell you the dude's name. The blonde character, she has a friend, and he's an older man named Richard- I remember oh, yeah. that guy. Richard, they meet in a car for some reason in the middle of the night. And then go to an Asian guy's house. And then go to an Asian guy's house. The old guy, Richard, he is, uh, like, a paranormal investigator. Uh, and, like, seven other things. Yeah. So, and then he teases the blonde girl, and he's like, what about so-and-so you went on a date with? And she's like, we went on two dates. And he was like, I thought it was supposed to only be one. And then they go to this Asian guy's house because that's who she went on dates with. And they go in and they go into a room that just has like seven giant monitors. And there is so much exposition at this point. I tuned out. And at this point, actually, my mom had to leave to go drive somewhere. And so Hank, my little six-year-old brother, didn't want to be out in the family room alone. So I let, I like stood up, took out my headphones and walked to go help him into my room so he could sit by me. And I came back and they were still talking. Yep. And it was, like, it's, like, Egyptian lore and, like, talking about how his uncle got the house and how Sleeping Beauty is really Briar Rose and they've had her captive for a thousand years or some absolute bullshit. Absolute yeah. bullshit. Yeah, let's, let's take another minute to okay. try to try to list all of the, like, mythological, legendary, mystical things they try to fit in this movie, okay? Okay, the Bible. The Bible, Egyptian lore. The Quran. The Quran, um, Sleeping Beauty. Uh-huh. I mean, they, let's just, they try to have creepy mannequins. They try mm-hmm. to have, yeah. um, like, demons. They try yep. to have, what else? Haunted house. Uh-huh. Um, like a witch. Satanic and... shit. A mm-hmm. witch. Yep. Um, there's, like, weird, like, I don't know, like, Israeli stuff, I think. Yeah. It like, is all it over is, the place. It, it just doesn't, none of it makes any sense together. No at all and the thing is is i think we're making it sound more fun than it is it's no fun no yeah it's very very boring it's It's not even a fun thing to watch and so there's like a montage of them trying to figure out oh let me back a little no i know exactly what they're trying to find out there was in the house when main guy and blonde girl were exploring there's like this creepy shrine in the middle right. of like the attic or something. Basically a menorah with a button on the front. Yeah. And he has to like slice open his finger because they're like, this is the word for blood in Egyptian or something. So he puts it on the thing. They go in and there's a book with a language they don't understand. So just so conveniently, the Asian guy that she had gone on these two dates with knows this language or his computer program does. And so they're trying yeah. to decode this book. And then after they decode the book, that's when they're like, this is every, this is all of the lore ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so they go back to the house after figuring this out and they have, they know they have to get to Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. Did you forget that this is about Sleeping Beauty? I did too. <laughs> um, they have to get Sleeping Beauty. So wait, they go, oh. What? We missed a very important part. Oh, I don't remember it. <laughs> um, Linda, blonde girl, and uh-huh. boy are uh-huh. in the, the like, computer monitor room, and they uh-huh. decide to fall in love briefly. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then, like, they almost kiss, but they don't. And then he's like, I just blah, blah, blah. And she's like, oh, you love her, don't you? And he's like, yeah. So he's <laughs> in love with the Sleeping Beauty girl. And Linda, a real-life blonde hot girl right in front of him, he's like, nah. <laughs> So she's like, she walks away and she's like, say hi to Briar for me. And then he's like, okay. And then he dreams about like making out with her or something. Or something. And it's weird because the actress who plays uh, Sleeping Beauty is like 15. Uh, she's probably like 20, but he's like she 30. She looks about 15. Yeah. It's like, it's a weird age difference. It's not great. So there was one point early in the movie where they were walking through the house, blonde girl and main guy. And there were a bunch of mannequins. And I texted I texted Riley and I said, um, in quotes, that mannequin looks like my brother, end quote. And Riley was like, yeah, if only. And then there was another part 
where Riley said, um, what if Sleeping Beauty is the bad guy? What, uh, so what did you say? What was that in? I think I said, I think Sleeping Beauty is the bad guy and she's stealing these men and eating their dicks. That's what it is. Oh, hey, um, I have to let the dog out of my room real quick. So vamp for 30 seconds. <laughs> okay, I can do that. Anyways, so what ended up happening is that we were both right. So they're in the house. It's so hard to explain this. So they're in the house, Linda and the guy, and all of a sudden the mannequins, like, come to life, and the mannequins are attacking them, and it's supposed to be scary, and it's not at all. Okay, Okay, Kendra, I just explained that the mannequins were attacking them, and it wasn't Uh scary at all, and we were also both right, so they know that Sleeping Beauty ends up evil. Okay, good. And that that the brother is a mannequin. There's a moment where she's like, that's oh, my yeah. brother. Yeah, she's like, that one looked like my brother. What did and, they do to him? <laughs> oh, it's so good. It, it's not good. It's really terrible. Um, okay, then they end up in the basement somehow with the paranormal investigator guy, Richard. Mm-hmm. And there's like and at an this old... point, we're, we're both checked out. Oh, com- don't care. Completely. This is probably like 20 minutes left of the movie, and it yeah. feels like an eternity. Right. Um, and so they're down in the basement and the lady, there's like a witch at like a spinning wheel because I think that's, you know, Sleeping important Beauty. in Sleeping Beauty. And then something happens. He pulls out a gun. The Richard pulls out a gun and someone says, a gun? Oh, that was earlier on in the movie, but it is an important <laughs> part. He's like, a gun? And I was like, who is writing this? Yes, a gun. What do you want? <laughs> um, so... The blonde lady and Richard, they, they... They're like, we'll hold off this we'll lady. Off you witch. go save Briar Rose, your love. Yeah, and so main guy goes into the room with Sleeping Beauty, which looks like... Where he somehow knows where it is. I don't know how he knows. Oh, no, I know how he knows. Because Richard, they walk into this room with the witch at the spinning wheel, and Richard's like, see those gates? She's through there. So I don't know how Richard knew, but that's how <laughs> main guy knew. Um, so he goes in, and it's, like, a room that looks like an abandoned asylum if, like, a bad movie was making a movie about an abandoned asylum. Mm-hmm. And she's lying on this thing, and he goes, and he tries to, um, he, like, She's, has like, to, in a cage, basically. She's like, yeah, she's, like, in this cage, and he has to, like, spin a wheel to, like, crank her out of it and, like, open up the gate. So he, she slides out of this thing. It's a, it's bad. They should have done something different. And he goes to kiss her. Nothing, nothing happens. And then he goes to kiss her, and then nothing happens. And then she wakes up. How did she know. wake up? I don't remember. I have no idea. Anyway, something, blah blah blah. The witch dies and falls into a pieces of a mannequin. And then Sleeping Beauty is like, "This is my plan, my evil plan all along for a thousand years." And then takes White Guy with her. And then it's like, "I'm ushering in the apocalypse." The- Freaking apocalypse. The end. So not only was it a mannequin, Sleeping Beauty, haunted house, Egyptian, blah, 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 blah movie. Mm -hmm. It was a movie about the apocalypse. And it ends with, like, the world on fire and the main guy, like, floating and stuff coming out of his mouth. Well, and it's weird because genuinely throughout the whole movie it had good visuals like you could tell they spent money like on right, cameras like, obviously had nice cameras mm-hmm. and good editing and good blah, effects blah, 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 blah. their special effects were actually like pretty they were good like i didn't think they were they, too yeah. cheap no they weren't like oh god but but so then it's like, that last scene where he's like on a cloud of smoke because of the apocalypse it looked really cheap Oh my lord, yeah. And it's like, when you sit down and explain it in like 15 minutes, yeah, mm-hmm. it sounds funny and campy. It's and not, like, though. But it's, they are taking this so seriously to the point right. that it's like, it's just painful and so yeah. boring and so confusing. And like, I remember just checking the time over and over again, like how yeah. much longer of this? Yeah. Like, and it was only, it was under an hour and a half. Yeah. Which is amazing. Um, okay, I've got some facts about this movie, just because. Please, I'm so excited. Okay. So I'll start with um, uh, the director. He is from Singapore. Um, okay. So I think that there might be a little bit of a language barrier. Okay. Um, he also was the writer, and that's why I think that there's a little bit of a language barrier, just with, like, the script. Like, Interesting. Just, that's just my thoughts. I haven't seen any. Maybe he's very, very, very fluent. Um, but he lived in Australia for a bit where he went to fashion school and dropped out. So I'm pretty sure he designed <sighs> Sleeping Beauty's um, corset. 
Yeah, her and amazing corset. It's terrible. I, it, the, it's so bad. It's like a, a Singaporean director made this corset. Um, and that's and how bad it is. That's how bad it is. <laughs> and then uh, he also does, this director has done a lot of stuff for uh, Sci-Fi Channel. So, like, that's the level we're looking oh. at with the director. Um, is this a sci-fi movie? It's not. No, it was released, actually. Um, they filmed it in L.A. And he, wow. he, like, he wanted to make this. And it was... this seems like a sci-fi movie. Yeah. But, like, not even good enough for that. Okay. Now, here's the fact that when I learned it, I, like, freaked. Okay, I'm so <laughs> and maybe excited. And maybe it's not that freaky, but I thought it was a great fact we'll find um, out the main guy uh-huh the actor's name is ethan peck and i was like oh that's fun like gregory peck yeah he's gregory peck's grandson so do with that what you will what yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> poor kid i know one, he's not even half as handsome as Gregory Peck was. He's like, I just want to be like my grandpa. <laughs> but like, not he's not even a little. He's in. He was in this. He's been in a couple episodes of. Um, he was in a couple episodes of that '70s show, and then he was also what? in the ABC Family TV show remake of Ten Things I Hate About You. Oh movie. my god. What, but I never a, what saw a repertoire. Show. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, like, that's the level he's working at. And, like, his grandfather was Gregory Peck. So. That makes me, like, I feel bad for him now. I don't yeah. know why, but I'm like, oh. <laughs> like, that probably just means he has a lot of money and connections. So, I don't know why yeah. I feel sad. But I'm like, oh, you really, wow, you're really bad. <laughs> yeah, he's really bad. He's not a good actor. And his grandpa was a very handsome, classic Hollywood actor. So, the end. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. That is truly mind-boggling. I know. I know. Man. Well, I mean, there's not much more I can say about this movie except that it was terrible and don't watch it. It's not even, it's not, it's not worth a laugh. This isn't one of those bad movies where if, like, if we were all in town with Linda, we'd be like, Linda, we gotta watch this movie. Yeah, no, it's, no. it's really, like, not even, uh, it's just horrible. Yeah. Um, like, literally zero thumbs for me. Like, not even a thumb. No, I, I agree. Zero thumbs. It's, like, it's, literally, no. Once I Was a Beehive was way more enjoyable. Yeah! Oh my god, and I never thought I'd say that, ever. Yeah. yeah. It just, it felt like one of those movies that got made after Twilight movies got made, where people mm-hmm. were like, oh, people are really into this, like, take a uh, Grimm Brothers thing, like, right. you know, I, not that Twilight is that, but you right. know what I'm saying, like, like vampires and make it, like, for teenagers, and yeah. it's like, oh, let's take this story, and, like, people will watch this, and it's so dramatic, and blah, 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 blah. It's not. And, like... Uh, it was just so stupid and boring. And one of the most frustrating things about it is the parts mm-hmm. that were supposed to be, like, the peak scary moments mm-hmm. were, like, so boring and not scary. So boring. And at one point, Kindred said, I guess I'm not scared because it feels like there's literally, like, nothing <laughs> nothing at stake. And that's that's how the whole movie yeah. felt. It's just like, well, I don't care about anyone here, and nope. I don't care what happens, and I doubt anything's even going to happen. Nope. So who cares what happens to these people? It was just, yeah. it was really bad. Don't watch it. Like, find a better dumb movie to watch yeah. than that. And then let us know about it. Tweet us at our handle. Yeah, oh my god, you can actually tweet us. <laughs> Kindred will let me know what you, what you say on Twitter since I can't figure it out. Yes, also, if I don't reply to you, it's because I have social anxiety. But, like, I'll try, guys. <laughs> I'll, I'll confer with Riley, and then we'll send out a really well-written tweet. Well, the cutest part about this is that we actually think people are going to tweet us. <laughs> that is the cutest thing. Here's no what one's I'm... even going to follow us. No, wait. Here's what I'm expecting. I think that I'll follow Linda with this account, and then Linda will follow us back, and she's active on Twitter half of the time, so mm. she'll probably tweet us one thing. So, like, our close personal friend might tweet us. Who we have, who we all have, like, three other lines Who we're constantly talking of, to. Yeah, exactly. Say, we're texting her, we're Google Hangoutsing her, we're Marco Poloing her, but also, now we're tweeting her, so. Hangoutsing is a great verb. I love that. Oh, that's all I do. That's all I do at work, just you guys. Hang hangoutsing. Yep. So. Oh, man. All I can say is that I enjoyed 
our double feature times, even though yeah. The Curse of Sleeping Beauty was actually the worst movie I've ever seen. But I really genuinely <laughs> liked um, They Look Like People, and I would genuinely recommend. And I yeah. hope I hope you watched it before listening to this, because mm. I, too. Me too. We, I totally ruined it. <laughs> and the, Well, the twist is essential in making the movie, so. Yeah, I agree. It's, wor- it's worth the watch. Yep. I agree. I agree. <laughs> Sorry. All right, Kindred. What what do our what do our friends have to look forward to next week? Oh fuck, they've got so much to look forward to next week. We're gonna talk about that one time that we were at a canal and we tried to float down on snow sleds. We'll probably talk about it. <laughs> Maybe we'll get there. <laughs> and uh, Riley, you wanna just take us out with a closing? Uh, well, I was gonna say benediction. I'm sure not I'll in give church. Us- I'll give us the benediction. Okay, thanks. Um, right now, I'm sitting in a closet. Um, and I kind of have to pee. Oh. And that's really, that's all I'm thinking about right now. <laughs> oh, we should hang up this call and... The, yeah, the, the clothing <laughs> benediction is that I really have to pee. And at one point I heard my dogs barking wildly outside of this closet. And I just hope I hope that everything's okay out there. But I have had no connection to the real world for about 105 minutes now. So We'll have to... Yeah, we'll 105, post, an hour and five minutes. Uh, sorry, yes, an hour and five. Uh, we'll post a picture of Riley's really adorable uh, recording for it to our Twitter for you guys. Hey, that we don't have any followers of, but you guys have to see it. Cause it's so that'll amazing. be the only thing on there. Um, yeah, so until next week, we really need a freaking thing to I, end with. I know. I just, just keep, keep it on. I always want to say good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Is that good? <laughs> what is that from first? The Truman Show. In oh. case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. <laughs> Perfect. We'll just rip off the Truman Show every week. That sounds great. Perfect. People love that movie. All right. Yeah. All right. Bye, Bye everybody. <laughs> Bye.